The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Good afternoon, good afternoon. As they say, this is the day that the Lord has made. So guess what? We will rejoice and be glad in it. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Lisa Hine. Good afternoon and welcome to the Dr. Stem Show. Be with you. Couldn't help it, but I kept playing that song. This is the day that the Lord has made the whole day today. And Uh people might wonder why I was playing that song. It's because today, Lisa Hayne is going to be talking to us about her brand new book, which is called Manifesting God's Love in Your Family. And what I'll do, Lisa, is I'll go ahead and do an episode description and tell a little bit about your biography, and then you can expand on that with uh, um, some of the questions that we'll have in our discussions today. Wonderful. So, here goes the description of uh, the show today. I'm very excited because one of my love and prayers is that the parents out there get a lot of information, resources on how they can best parent their children as well as maybe some, some of them have to go through their history and figure out how they can be better people in, 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 and better role models for their families. So, that's why I was in love with this title, Manifesting God's Love in your family, which as a Christian, it resonated with me. I know I was raised by uh, Christian parents, and that's how I turned out to be the best that I can be um, as a person who's motivating and inspiring other people. So the description for today is, as a parenting author and motivational speaker, Lisa comes to us today with two books that uh, she has written for any parent out there. She's the author of Manifesting God's Love in Your Family, Growing Together in Faith. And another bestseller of her books is saying, I'm doing the best I can. They won't always be cute and adorable. In her own words, Lisa says, my passion is to be completely honest about how we can do a great job at parenting. The importance of bringing up children who are secure and know who they are, not only in the family, but within their spiritual Spirituality is crucial. 
We must take this position seriously by not encouraging bad behavior, but we must be empowering to each other as well as stand above what is going on and around us. Her passion, therefore, is to inspire the parents, the children of all ages, to share God's love and to inspire them to do the same. She says it's important to build a solid foundation of spirituality and to give our children the tools they need to stand on should they face any negative situations that might come against them. I love that description, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. And in your biography, you wrote that you were raised in a middle-class family in Florida, right here in the USA, because I know I do have listeners today that are listening in from the UK, that are listening in from Zimbabwe, Australia. So I want to acknowledge all of you listeners that have uh, told me that you'll be listening in today. So she was raised right here in Florida in the United States uh, of America. Her diligent father worked three jobs to keep clothes on their back as well as food on the table. We can relate to that. Sundays, church and family time were deeply cherished. In her teenage years, as many question authority and disconnect from family for a, re- for a season, Lisa was embarking on her own until after the birth of her son, Blaine. That means to me, and we'll get more information from Lisa, sounds like she was a teenage mother. That life-changing experience as a single mom motivated her to recommit to learning and practicing the teachings around what it meant to manifest God's love in her life and now in her child's. Also, Lisa, although she felt in control as a single parent and mother of a toddler, God blessed her with an amazing man three years later. And I know all of you single mothers out there, you like to hear that part, that she was blessed with an amazing man three years later. After they married, he adopted Blaine as his own. A family was born. Through her journey together, she evidenced God's love manifesting within their life, their family dynamics, in spite of unexpected challenges and hardships, which she will discuss with us on this show today. What a biography. Yeah, when you, when you hear it, it's kind of breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to read it because at first I was, you know, inclined to say, well, Lisa, I'll let you say your biography. But I thought maybe if you hear it for yourself, you know, like I always do when I hear my biography, I go, wow, really? What an amazing God. So I hope that you were able to hear that and to say to yourself, wow, what an amazing God and what an amazing life. Yeah, it has been. And, and just to correct one thing, I wasn't a teenage um, mother. In fact, I was 33 when I, when I found myself pregnant. And uh, it was kind of scary, I, even yes. though it was with a, a gentleman that I was deeply in love with. It just did not work out. And I praise God now that I'm on the other side that it did not work out because yes. Um, he wasn't good, and I needed to know that if I was going to take this step by myself, that I was going to be surrounded by people who were going to, you know, uh, inspire me, not bring me down. So, you know, as the years went by, I realized that this was a good thing, that it, he didn't want to be involved. But, um, you know, like you said, I, I went I went back to church after I had my son, Yes. Uh, because I knew, I knew that I had to provide him a foundation. 
and I went to this very big church that I wasn't used to, and these people were saying amen, and they were raising their hands, and there were like 200 people in the choir, and this preacher was talking directly to me, and I was yelling at my friend because I couldn't believe that she told him everything I was going through, and she laughed, of course, and she didn't. He was That was just the sermon for Lisa, yes. and it brought me back to my knees because I knew that at that point I needed I needed to be serious, and you know, to me, I figure if you're going to go to church and you're going to be fed every day that you're in that church, you got to change. So I really yes. did try to change. Uh, I was blessed to be living with my sister and her husband. Um, I was I was secure. You know, I, I, I was okay. I went through some serious trials and tribulations, but you know what? Through it all, I continued to grow. And, uh, you know, we had a great life for a number of years. I can't help but just, you know, even think that, you know, at 33, at 15, 16, 18, when it's your first pregnancy and the men that you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with or that is going to be the father of your child is not going to be involved in your life, that the feelings, the stresses, the way that you probably go through the pain would be the same for a 33-year-old and a younger, whether it's a teenage mother or not. Would I be somewhat... Oh, yeah, you're right on because... You know, I mean, first of all, it doesn't matter what your age is. I mean, obviously, we have our mommies or we have our aunts or we have our sisters that will always be there to help. At least I hope so. I mean, I watched the the television show that shows it, so I guess it must be true, you know, where all these young 14 and 15-year-olds are getting pregnant and there's mommy raising the baby so she can go to the mall, you know. But uh, I say that with tongue-in-cheek because it's not funny. These these children today think that this is the new way of living, bringing a child into the world when they don't even know what's going on in their own world. And, you know, it's it's been inspiring to just kind of take it all in, Dr. Stem, because there's so much to look at that television uh, continually bombards us with uh, music, um, just activities that show these young children today that it's absolutely okay, do whatever you want. Start having sex at the age of 10, no problem. We'll give you pills. We'll give you after-sex after pills so that if you are pregnant, you don't need to worry about it. A lot of awful, awful messages that are being sent out to these children these days. And, and you know, all we can do as parents is, you know, I mean, my, my theory on everything that's been going on in my life as, as using me as an example of, you know, trusting somebody that you really care about, thinking that they're going to reciprocate the love back or they're going to be there for you is a fallacy. And you have to be, you have to be really on spot to know what's real and what's just emotional. And with having um, so many single moms out there, it's, it's, it, it's time for the next generation or even the next wave of women to just be careful and think about it because it's a it's a lifelong commitment. And yeah, I right. never wanted to have a child or I never wanted to have a husband because I, I didn't think I would be very good at it. Yes. And when God gave me this child, I mean, my whole world was rocked, Dr. Stem. Yeah. And I, I went through emotional 
crises in my head of the rejection of him not wanting me and what am I going to do with this child and even though I had a phenomenal job, you know, and my sister immediately moved us into her home. I, I had the security, the built-in nanny, the, you know, she helped do everything for me. And I, I couldn't have been more blessed, but still inside me, there was so much going on. And without God being in my life on top of it, it was very, uh, very upsetting, very upsetting. Yeah. Yes, Lisa. Um, let me do this before we go on break. I'm just. I just want you to hold on to that thought because we we're going to be taking a quick break, and I wanted to probably reiterate the message that my message and my hope is that the teenagers that are listening out there and the parents that they get to bring back the you know abstinence and waiting on the right man and waiting for the right time to have a child that is if we follow manifesting God's love in your family so we will be right back follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com. Or go to her website at www.drstem.org. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back today with our guest, who is the author of Manifesting God's love in your family, growing together in faith. Uh, Lisa Hine is on the line with us. In her book, she starts the books by saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today, and you know, I just missed that page because then I, I was reading it. And, and I loved it so much. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And that's the part that I wanted to get to, Lisa. What would you say to the parents out there that are new parents? Because we have a, a lot of younger parents that have teenagers now that are in their 15, 16, 18, where they could potentially get pregnant as far as getting back to the Bible and what the Bible says about abstinence? I mean, there's so much to be said. And it's, I think what's the most important thing is the way we say it. Yes. When, when we say don't, that's the magic word to do. So 
When we talk to our younger children, and, and it unfortunately has become much younger than we should be speaking to them about sex, having babies, what the responsibilities are, we have to just be really honest because we've tried to put Band-Aids all over this and color it with pink flowers and just make it cute. It's not cute anymore. Sure. Our children are desperate to be loved because they're missing something from their parents. And I'm sorry, I don't want to point fingers, but, you know, sometimes it's true. We get caught up in our world. We're, we're busy at work. We're busy on the computer. We've got the cell phones. We've got so many things going on that we're kind of missing out on meeting each other's needs. So, therefore, when we are lonely, we're sad, we run to somebody. And if somebody is going to say to them, look, I can make you feel really good. I love you. You're very special. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it whether it's a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. And then we're going to be in, in a, a situation that we, it's just going to be very, very difficult to adjust to. So parents just communicate honestly and openly, and it's okay to show the truth. The truth has to be seen. It has to be known that you will be taking total responsibility. You will need to drop out of school. You will need to do this. You will need to get a job. You will need to, these are the things that come along with the package of being married. And hopefully by them seeing that picture, they will either learn not to do it, which is all of our parents' desire is that our children stay pure until they get married, but in case they slip, that they will be smart enough not to just lay down and, and, and have sex on, you know, on, um, oh, I lost my word, on, unprotected. Yes. So we need to, we need to prepare our children to understand that these are things that are meant when you're older, you're married, you, you support each other mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because it, it, it really, you know, even though I had support, it was very hard, you know, having a child by myself. Because, I, I mean, yes, there's people there that want to help you, but it's not their job. It's your job. And at 33, it was hard on me. And so triple that when they're young. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about it is the fact that you mentioned that there's something missing among these teenagers that usually do get pregnant at an early age because they're looking for that attention. They're looking for that unconditional love and that most parents are not able to give, which makes us look at the why this is happening rather than the don't do it and why not, you know, why you shouldn't do it. But why would it be happening and what could be missing in my child's life that this could end up happening? And it starts with conversations like the one that we're having today, as well as the conversations that Lisa writes in her book, Manifesting God's Love in Your Family. Because once you read that and you read it together with your family, with your children, then that would start those conversations. But on that note, you know, some of these teenagers, they're so distanced, they're so withdrawn from their parents. What piece of advice can you give, Lisa, to these listeners that are listening out there today about handling a child who has decided to withdraw from the family unit? You know, Dr. Stem, again, it's all about communication. And, you know, sometimes they become very resentful towards us because we, you know, we represent the establishment or the authoritarians or the mean parents or these people who have no clue when that really isn't the truth because perception, it's all about perception. 
And when we know that we've hurt our child's spirit, and they let us know, believe me, they let us know and they keep a log of every time you've ever said anything that they didn't like or that hurt their feelings, but God forbid you keep a log of the things that they spew back at you. Mm -hmm. You have to sit down and just say, listen to me. I understand that I've let you down, but you've let me down too. And I love you enough to say to you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Things happen. Words are said. I ask you to accept my apology because I'm just trying. I've never done this before. I don't know how to be responsible for another human being's spirit. And I want to know if you will take some time and, and, and come with me to, you know, maybe a women's meeting or a prayer meeting or something that involves younger girls as well as the moms and, 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 and allow that very deep scar to be healed. If they say, I don't want anything to do with your religion, you're a hypocrite, you know, how can you say you believe in God and yet you do this to me? Um, I'm angry at you. Just say, listen, Again, I'm not perfect, and I know there's another answer, and I want to get better, too. And, you know, I I, I talk about it a lot in the book that, you know what, when you're ready to be healed, when you're ready to take a, a look at yourself, your own behavior, which I've done for the last number of years... I've had to look at myself straight in the mirror and learn how to love myself all over again because I did some things when my child was a teenager that I'm not proud of. I mean, there was so much anger and hostility that, you know, when I look back there, Dr. Stem, it still makes me sad. But I know that I've come to grips with it. It's all about coming into your own. And when you begin to change as the parent within yourself and you fall back in love with yourself and you start honoring yourself and respecting yourself, that will be filtrated through the family. And you have to go out and say, oh, hallelujah, I've been doing this and I'm doing that. It's very subtle. Let them see the changes in you. We always want to get out there and we want to try to change everybody, but we can't. We have to start with one first. And then just let the communication slowly come back with your child because they're just angry because they're not getting what they need and they don't understand why not. Why did you have your why do we have children if we're not going to take a moment and really try to get to know who they are and what did they come here for? Cuz in your in my book I know you saw that I really believe yes. that God gives each one of us a gift. That's why he brings us here to, you know, to to do something wonderful with our life. Yeah, right. And that reminds me of what I always tell people, that there's no manual on how you can parent your child. So as each person tries their, you know, hardest to be the best parent, sometimes mistakes will be made and sometimes feelings will be hurt. But as you said, when you're ready to be able to communicate with your child, make sure that you're also open-minded and knowing that, you know what, they might say things that will 
hurt you. They might say things that will make you angry, but you have to be ready and open to let them say what they say and, you know, let them feel how they feel in order for you to get that, you know, um, middle ground where you get together and either go to church or talk to, you know, to each other, get to see a counselor or someone. But the parents themselves, we have to be open and vulnerable to our own feelings. And sometimes, you know what, to shut them down because these teenagers are smart. They're very smart. Extremely smart. Yes. And I owe that to all of this technology that's around because I sure wasn't <laughs> as smart at, you know, 12 and 13 years old as these kids are. And they, they are much more educated but yes. normally. And I don't know what it is, is it our genes that we've passed through, through <laughs> to them about being able to look at things. These children are beautiful. This, yes. this this younger generation, these children are amazing. You've never seen so many prodigy children in your life. I mean, little ten-year-olds singing opera, little three-year-olds playing concertos. You know, that, those are those are like wake-up calls to us. Um, there's a little girl. Well, she's not little anymore. I think she's maybe eighteen or nineteen now. But Akiana, that I talk about in. Uh, and I think the, the other book that I wrote, I, I, I'm so in awe of her because her parents allowed these children to be who they were. She yes. is now one of the most prestigious, you know, um, artists. Her, her brother has written books. These are all young children, you know, that have all these, these credentials already because the, the parents were tuned in to what it was that their children came here for. And they're doing amazing things with their lives. And they're not just sitting there. She, she doesn't, she doesn't even go to the mall. They don't go to the mall and waste that kind of energy. They, they're very normal, natural living type people. I asked her what kind of music she loves to listen to. She said folk. She was 15 or something at the time I interviewed her. She's just amazing and very true to herself. She didn't get pulled into all of the pressures. And when our children have that need to be accepted by their peers, we, we, have, a, we have a huge problem because then they start fe- feeling that they got to do this or their friends won't like them. But what yes. if you really just fell in love with yourself? And when you feel really good about yourself, it doesn't matter what the pressures are. You still know who you are, and you're not going to have to do things that people need you to do. It's called acceptance. Why is it that they need to be accepted so much? That self-esteem, that, uh, you know, self-acceptance and, you know, having the society accept you. And I think it starts from within, as, um, you know, you have said that the children, as the parents, we are role models to them. So we we have to be empowering them. So when we have our self-esteem together, when we feel good, about ourselves and sit there with our children, they can see it. They know that we feel good about ourselves and they're able to open up and start working on how to feel good about themselves. Exactly. And that's yeah. what is addressed. I mean, as so, if you like in the book, you know, I talk about the teachings and the groundings and being a great example mentor and, and the relationship and how important that walk is and follow through boundaries, the choices, the repercussions and the blessings. And then you have the results because if you follow these steps in this book per chapter, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's like you just walk up one more step and then you walk up another step because how can we inspire our children to walk 
to God when they're having a problem, when we're smoking, doing drugs, drinking, we're, we go to church on Sunday and we walk out and nothing's changed. Our yeah, children right. need to... Let me cut you off a little bit because we're going to run back on another break and we'll be right back. We'll be talking next about instilling some sort of faith on your children, what that, what that means and why that is important. We'll be right back with Lisa Hine, the author of Manifesting God's Love in Your Family. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. So, even though we are talking about manifesting God's love in your family today, we have to acknowledge the fact that there are some people that will say, well, I don't believe in God, but I have other faiths that I believe in. What we're talking about is instilling some sort of faith in your family as well as in your children. Lisa, what impact do you think that instilling some sort of faith has on the children and why is it important? Well, you know, I am, I am a Christian, so this is my faith. Yes. I I do I I don't point any fingers at anybody. You got to do what you have to do. I know what I had to do, and to me, our children have no foundation. That when they collapse, they just kind of fall into the mud and they don't know how to get out of it. But when we take the time and we instill character, we instill knowledge, we instill a biblical a bib in my opinion, okay, a biblical basis that gives you a responsibility to be better, to be different, to look at things a little bit more objectively. Things don't always have to be black and white. Sometimes you can feel compassion towards someone, even when they're in your face yelling at them. And when, when you have this 
true, pure relationship with God, and you say to your children, I know things are tough, but we're going to get through them, and we're going to walk in faith together, and we're going to know that we know that we know. I mean, I could start naming off a million things that have happened in my life that I had nothing to do with, and they were just countless blessings. And I mean, you know of one that happened today, where nowhere this amazing situation has taken place that you just, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. And and so when we give our children hope by not feeling that if they get into trouble, their whole world is going to collapse, that they can come back to to God and, and pray and ask for forgiveness and know that that's the most important relationship that they will ever have to have in their life. And that if their friends abandon them because they don't want to do what their friends say because they want to keep themselves pure or they know in that little subliminal message in their mind, no, don't do that because, you know, that's not what God wants you to do. Let them walk away and they may be end up being a blessing to their friends. Yes. So we have to give them uh, something to believe in, something that makes them want to run to God and not run away from God like we do so well you know, with the threats and the, the, you know, painting this picture of this man standing there that's going to damn them. Well, we don't want to do that. He's a loving God, and sometimes he does let us do silly things, and then he just sits there and watches and says, okay, now are you ready to listen? (laughs) And, you know, I'm laughing because everything makes sense uh, for me as well, because I... I'm also a Christian, and um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I was raised by a praying mother and a praying father, as well as a praying village and a praying family. So people that know me, even the ones that are listening out today, they know me as this, you know, great, sound Christian that believes in God in everything that I do. But when you mention the biblical basis, because what what that has done for me, being away from my country of Zimbabwe and being in the United States, what that biblical basis has done for me, you'll never believe it, Lisa. It gave me the faith, it gave me the strength to overcome any fears that I'm in a brand new country, I don't have any relatives, I don't have anyone, I didn't know anyone when I come when I came here 26 years ago. I just came in to go to a school and you know ended up in a community college. And stayed in a church basement with, 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 you know, I asked, uh, United Methodist Church and they, um, gave me a room in the church basement where they used to do Sunday school. So people used to bring blankets and they would give me clothes there. But I stayed there because there were people of faith that were able to take care of me and I was protected and guided when I was there knowing that, you know what, everything is going to be okay. That I, I, I still have the scriptures that I wrote and I now have them now in beautiful plaques. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So from that basement, from that having nothing to now, I truly believe that this biblical basis, and that's why I'm so excited about today, that we're able to instill this to those that are listening, like, you know, those that have ears to hear, and they can walk the walk, talk the talk, and believe in the Bible, and believe that all things are possible. After having heard the two of us and our stories here today, that it will be okay, and all things will work together according to his plan. You know, you, you, you are a beautiful example for all of us because sometimes in America we are just too spoiled and we have yes. too many choices. 
And when you come to a place where you know nobody and you're scared and, you know, you, you know that you know that there's something more in life than, than what's going on around you, but we don't give that opportunity to our children. We just buy them more things. And we seem to think that that's, that's what's going to, you know, instill character and morals and ethics if they have, you know, a lot of stuff. Well, that's such a lie. If we don't ground them, I mean, my son and I, when he was in, uh, when he was in elementary, my mm. son and I experienced the gift of laughter together, which there is a very small scripture in the Bible that they talked about how everybody just started be laughing uncontrollably, and nobody knew why. Well, my son and I experienced that together, and he used to lay hands on people. If people were praying for each other, he would walk up and he would lay his hand on them, and he would say his little prayers. And, you know, I mean, he was grounded. And, and what happened is I fell apart uh, when he was in the ninth grade because every we 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 had moved when he was in elementary. When, no, when he was in middle school, we had moved back to Florida, and we couldn't get plugged in. Mm. And of course, one thing after another. Oh, we'll try another church next weekend. Oh, we'll try it in a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden, we weren't going. Now yes. he's in the ninth grade. I tell everybody that on my interviews, if you want to look up the definition of stupid, walk <laughs> away from God when you have a teenager in the house. Not a good plan. So. You know, when we were away from him and we weren't walking with him, I saw what life is all about when you don't have that in your life. And it, it frightened me to no end. And when God finally showed up and said, you know, I felt this presence and I went, I, I didn't know what it was because, you know, here I've been away from him for what year, year and a half. And I knew it was him. And he, he wanted to know if I was still mad at him. And he reminded me that he brought my son home every night. Yes. And th- I fell to my knees, Dr. Stem, because I knew that, that he had come and he had made yeah. me realize what a fool I'd been because I was the one that turned my back on him. And I thought it was him being mean because we weren't in church. And it had nothing to do with that. And he waited for me. And the first book that you were talking about, that's my journal. He, yes. You write that book and you go in front of other parents mm. who are stressed, who are suicidal, who are just so bummed out about what's going on because we thought we were doing a good job. And we turned a, a, a turn that I don't wish on my worst enemy. And it's happening in a lot of households. I walked away from God. My family suffered from it for many years. And... He's still not there yet, but I continue to pray for him. I continue to send him beautiful writings, things of that sort. And all I can do now is release it because I know that God's got him. He's protecting him. And I know that eventually one day my son will come back. Um, When? It's not my concern. All I know is that he's got to pray in mama. And I don't want anybody's children not to have that opportunity to know who this God is and who this Jesus Christ is. And if I and you, something real uh, quick, it's um, uh-huh. from Peter, Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 7. This is so cool, um, beautiful thought, for me, but also for this very reason, reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge 
to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to mm. godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brother, brotherly kindness, love. I would have that plastered all over my house. Right? That sounds beautiful. It was, that sounds it is. beautiful. God, is, God has planned it all out for us, Dr. Stem. All we have to do is sit down, be quiet, chill out, and read. You know, I understand that the Old Testament is not the easiest book to read because there's too many people, too many things, you know, to try to remember who's who. But if you get past that and you really see that all he wanted from us from the beginning was to get along, live in peace, harmony, and just praise him. It's yeah. that simple. And and I think you know if I may add before we go on break we're going to be going on a break in a couple of mi- a couple of minutes. One thing that I have noticed after having worked with parents and children for so many years in this country is because there's also a lot of fear in the parents that my child might turn out to be like so and so another child that didn't turn out well or they are generalizing all the teenagers all the children and putting them in one big ball and saying oh my god they are teenagers so anything that has ever been said about a teenager scares the parents and they think that if I see this little sign then that means that's what the experts are talking about that's what you know is going to happen to me and my greatest inspiration on raising children um, I heard it on you know on TV one day when I was doing my, my, my research for one of my shows and Pastor Joel Osteen was talking about how he has managed to raise his children and he said I chose not to read about what teenagers do. I chose not to see what teenagers are supposed to be like. And I chose to, you know, raise mine God's way and believe that God is in control and that my children would turn out well and they would not be just like any other teenager. Because then whenever he was talking to people and they said, oh, my son did such and such, everyone would say, oh, just like a teenager. And he says, no, mine is not just like a teenager. Mine is different. And I choose not to see it as if that's just the norm. For the people. So I say this to the parents to say what Lisa is sharing with us today, manifesting God's love in your family, as she's saying, there are many ways that you can look at what your teenager is doing, at how your situation is like, you know, the way that she chose to face a single motherhood by herself, but to do it with God and not be bitter about this, you know, dad that had chosen not to be there or that could not be there. Because sometimes, you know, as human beings, we think they don't. But then if they're not able to be there or God has not ordained them to be in your life at that time, then you would, you have to pick up and, and do it God's way and ask and pray to God to guide you and give you the wisdom to be able to raise your child the best way you know how. And it some point you get to let go and allow God to take control as she said she will be waiting for that day for her son to come home but in the meantime she's there to share with all of you how she has managed to raise an adult son and go through the struggles that she went through so Lisa we're going to take another quick break and can't wait to hear some more wisdom coming from you manifesting God's love in your family Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
the rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Lisa Heinle author of Manifesting God's Love in Your Family is with us today. I just want to read and share with our audience out there. On page 9, Lisa starts off by saying, For years, I spent hours on my computer journaling my feelings. I would wake up from a dead sleep at 3 in the morning, thinking about life, my son, my husband. I would write and write until 5 or 6. One night as I was typing my thoughts at 100 miles an hour, and a calmness came over me that I had never felt before. All of a sudden, there was a presence, an overwhelming coolness. At first, it scared me because I had never known what it meant to really experience being in his presence. I froze and my hands fell onto my lap. I will end there because this book... What I was trying to show you, the audience, is it reads like a story. It reads as if she's telling you her story. She's telling your story as a parent. She's telling your story as an adult who went through parents who probably struggled in taking care of you and made some mistakes along the way that have hindered your life at this stage of your life right now and you're struggling on how to forgive them. You're struggling on where to go with the emotions and feelings that have gotten in the way of you being in the right job, being in the right marriage, raising your children right. So as we talk about our teenagers, I'm also talking to you as an adult, to you as a person that is struggling with the way that you were raised. So, Lisa, I thank you so much for having taken the time to come and share your story with our audience as well as the Dr. Stem Show today. It's my honor. It's my honor. And it's my passion, honey, because I know there's a lot of hurting mommy and daddies out there. And, 
and God has used my my sadness and the and my journey to go forth and just to say, you know what? It's okay. It's yes. going to be okay. We just have to get in touch with ourselves. We have to spend some quality time in quiet, and whether it's meditating, reading scripture, just come home from work and decompress, get yourself together, and know that they're there to have fun with you. Families sometimes don't get to have fun with each other, but we need to just have fun and laugh and put on some fun music and and just everybody in the kitchen, everybody preparing the meal, set the tables together and just make it a place where they want to stay instead of run into the streets. Yeah, right. And I noticed that, um, as we mentioned at the beginning, that you've written two books. The first book being the book, I'm doing the best I can. They won't always be cute and adorable. I love that topic. And just recently, you released Manifesting God's Love in Your Family, Growing Together in Faith. Can you tell us the first where people can get these two books? And then, you know, a little bit about the journey of writing both books as we are getting to the end of our show. Um, absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to go back to to when you were saying there's no manual for raising <laughs> children, and I want to go, yes, there is, yes, there is, <laughs> because that's what the book, I'm Doing the Best I Can, They Won't Always Be Cute and Adorable, is all about. You know, so many times as parents we go, there's no book, and so I said, yeah, there is, now there's a book, because awesome. it, it, it takes you through when they're born, how we feel, we can't just, oh my God, we're so in love and they're so perfect. And then they get to be two and they're running around and they're just wearing on our nerves and then it goes from there. And it shows the mistakes that sometimes we make in thinking that at this particular age, they're supposed to be doing this and why aren't you doing that? To look at it differently and, and learn from our mistakes. And just because we made mistakes, that doesn't mean we can't correct them. So now there is a manual. It's called The Book. I'm doing the best I can. They won't always be cute and adorable. And it's the journey from when he was born all the way through until he walked out the door to go to college. Love and it. Manifesting God's Love came uh, about six years later. This book is dedicated to my Lord and Savior because... I would never have written a book like this because now who am I thinking that I'm a theologian? How do you? And it's like people love to judge you for what you do. But you know what? As you said, with God before me, who could be against me? That's how I feel about this. I'm not a theologian. I went to two years of Bible college when I was younger, and that makes me nothing, you know. But this came from the heart. This came from the Lord. You cannot find anything derogatory in it because yeah. it's so honest and truthful. So yeah. you can see these books on my website, which is okay. com, or you could get them on amazon.com. But I prefer you come to my site right now so that I can um, personally autograph each one of your copies. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Lisa, one um, word of advice that you would give people as we get to the end of the show today. And once again, I cannot tell you how excited I am that we now have a manual for raising the kids. And that is, I'm doing the best that I can. 
they won't always be cute. As you heard Lisa saying, this is the manual that we have now, um, you know, to raise kids. So is there one, one great point that you can share with the audience as we come to the end? The two words that come to my mind is just be kind. Be kind. If we can be kind to one another like we do to the people at work or the people at the supermarket, just be kind. We asked for these children. We made that choice to be married. Be kind and, 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 and learn to accept the things you cannot change and embrace the things that are there. And it's, it, it takes a lot of work, but you know what? It's so worth it because they want to stay with you. They're going to want to be around you when they know that you're there to, to stop pointing your bony finger in their face and telling them what they're not doing and just embrace them. And when they fall down, pick them up, kiss them on the forehead and say, okay, well, we won't do that again. It didn't work. You know, just learn to be fun and enjoy them and, and embrace them and love them because when they're out of your realm, it's hard. He lives 2,000 miles away, and I tell you, every day my heart craves just kissing his face or, like, touching him, you know? Yes, yes. So, in conclusion, thank you again. I want to share, um, I remember the excitement that was in you, which is still in you, when we reached out to you, my assistant Lisa wrote to you and said, yes, you know, Dr. Stem said she'll be interested in interviewing you. You wrote to us that I'm excited to do this interview with Dr. Stem, as it sounds like we have much in common. This show today just showed me, the world, and God himself that, yes, we do have have a lot in common as as far as uh, motivating, inspiring, and empowering the parents and the adolescents, the youth that are out there. You also shared with us that your passion is to inspire parents to approach their parenting journey with joy and gratitude. I concur with you. This is my message to all of you that are out there that are listening today. As Lisa said, approach your parenting journey with joy and gratitude. And remember that your children, as she says, are not burdens. They are gifts from God. And they need you to be healthy and happy mentors. Thank you again for coming to the show. We'll do this again. And as I said, if you need to book Lisa for any live presentations, she's also a motivational speaker. She will come in and train your parents if um, you need a trainer for the parents to talk to them about how to parent. You can go to her website, which is www.lisa. www.lisarhain.com and um, she will be able to interact with you and talk to you about uh, making arrangements to do so. Until next time, join us again on the Dr. Stem Show. This is Dr. Stem. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericaempowerment.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 